0: You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired. Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, what Maybe we here? should <laughs> fill people in. <laughs> Look at this baby. Do a spit. I <laughs> <laughs> <How> don't <you laughs> wait for the offer. <laughs> but it's fine, it's fine.
1: Hi guys, I'm Alexa.
0: And I'm Rachel.
1: And today we figured we would talk about maternity leave. We had so many clicks on our maternity leave episode and it was just us saying we're going on maternity leave because Rachel had a baby and we need a break. But I think people thought that we were going to be talking about actual maternity leave. So we were like, okay, this is something we need to really put on our list to talk about. But as mothers that have never taken a maternity leave we had to go out and ask you guys what you wanted to hear about and then we also did a bunch of research behind the scenes just to make sure that this episode is something that if you're looking for advice or encouragement on your maternity leave it's what you need to hear so here we are
0: yep yeah I I feel like kind of weird talking about maternity leave because like Alexa said we're both stay-at-home moms we've never had to like truly take maternity leave other than like from the podcast and I am the co-owner so I can be like hey I'm literally never doing it for three months or whatever it's very flexible so we want to make sure we kind of do justice on what you guys want to hear and hopefully this is interesting and helpful and what you guys wanted to hear so So we were going to talk about like how to prepare for maternity leave, but we don't have a ton of insight on that other than just generally how to prepare for your postpartum period. So if you want to hear more information on that, we have like multiple episodes on preparing for labor and your postpartum period and also like ones that have to do like with when you are postpartum. So go ahead and listen to those to kind of get all the info on that kind of stuff. The only thing we could think of to help prepare for maternity leave is just to like, you know, set up an email response that says like you're on maternity leave, you won't be able to be reached for a while and, you know, contacts that they can reach instead of you rather than being available at all during your maternity leave because it is your right to take that time to take that vacation to, you know, bond with baby and turn off your work brain, like turn that part of your brain off. And just sit and heal and, you know, have that time with baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely helps if you've delegated out to everybody that you need to delegate, no matter what job you have, just preparing everyone that you're you're going. Like, hey, reminder, look at me. I'm pregnant and I'm leaving. And yeah, delegation is great so that no one's left with, oh, well, there was this one project and where's the papers for that and we need to finish it. And then you're getting 10 million phone calls and you're like, nope, I'm on vacation. I'm not answering anything. And then when you get back, everybody hates you. That's not great. So, um, let's, yeah, just kind of delegation is the one thing that came to mind was making sure everyone's happy and letting you be, be on vacation. So yeah. So someone had written in on our, instagram and said the importance of bonding and healing and we are talking about the importance of bonding and healing and and it is very very important to understand what happens within that time i think some people might think okay you're just on vacation you're not really doing anything but a mother's job is there's a lot to being a mom and I mean, as everyone knows, listening to this podcast, there's like so much that goes into being a mom and we do need this break. It's not like we're just, ki- we're sitting back, kicking our feet up. It's, ugh, that's why it's not called a maternity vacation. It's, you
0: know? yeah, Exactly. And it's, it's the fourth trimester, you know? Yes. It's the time where you're figuring out breastfeeding, you're doing tons of skin to skin you are like literally healing an open wound yep. from your placenta, you know, like in your body, the size of a plate, a giant wound is being, you know, healed. You're nourishing your body. You could be struggling with postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety and you need a lot of support and, you know, just care and things like that. And just, a, it's a huge transition becoming a mother Yeah, each time, you know, and you need um, just... You need time, honestly. Time to sit, not to be lazy. Everyone thinks sitting is lazy. You're not lazy because you're not washing the dishes. Don't wash the dishes. Buy paper plates if you have to, okay? You don't need to feel like, oh, I'm sitting, so I'm being lazy. You are making food that's feeding another person, keeping another person alive with your body alone while also healing from birth, having a huge hormone plummet. And just kind of, you know, rebalancing those hormones. If you're like me, you'll be really sweaty.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. But when my hormone crashes, I sweat like a man. It's really funny. <laughs> and maybe some crying because of those hormones and just, you know, getting to meet your new baby. And it's, it's really cool. But it's also so important, so necessary. Taking that fourth trimester seriously and, you know, treating it, your body just as gently as you did when you treated it when you were pregnant.
1: Yeah. What I liked what you had said before we got on was that it was just, and maybe you're going to touch on this a little later in the episode, but that it's just better for everyone in the family when moms get proper maternity leave.
0: Yeah, I, that, I'm going to touch on that when I go through the statistics of okay. why later okay. in the episode. But it is, it is better. It's truly better for the whole family. So um, I'll definitely dive into that a little bit more later. But yeah, (laughs) the mother is the pillar of the family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like cool. Dad's the head. Mother's the pillar. Like we are the we oil the whole machine to keep it running. And if mom's not getting taken care of at all, how is she supposed to take care of everybody else and everything else? And this is the time when you like have, you have to be quote unquote selfish. You're not being selfish at all, actually, but you have to kind of take that, change your mindset and be like, no, I need to rest. I need to heal. I need people to feed me. You know what I mean? Because you're feeding baby and, you know, yeah. just working on your mental health and all those kinds of things. So yeah, um, we're learning to love your new body and your milky leaky boobs and all that stuff. So
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So the next thing that someone wrote in was how much time should women really get and not just to heal, not just like quick heal and get going, go do the dishes, go back to work. Cool, you had your baby yesterday, time to get back in the office. You know, that kind of thing. So I don't even really know what to say about this other than, like, it's just a continuation on the last thing that we said, where, like, it's the fourth trimester, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think what comes to mind now, I mean, and I think we were going to talk about it a little later, was just that this uh, these expectations that people have of, like, oh, good, just heal, and then here you are. Go back to work, and you're, you're all good. And it's these expectations yeah. that are being placed on us that we sorry my brain is like farting out
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you want me to jump in
1: yeah go for it
0: okay so the expectations are just ridiculously unrealistic yeah i have like an example of like my stepmom she had my little sister and then six weeks later she was a marine at the time and she had to go right back to work and on her first day back, they did a 10 mile hike and she fractured her tailbone and had to get medically discharged from her job <laughs> because mm-hmm. she just didn't have enough time to recover after her birth. And I think we just live in a lose lose yeah. culture where <clears throat> I-, I struggle with this this whole thing a lot because it's like be a stay at home mom, make homemade meals, take care of your kids. Don't do anything for yourself because that's selfish, but also work a full time job, make six figures, have abs. You know what I mean? Right. Make sure you smell good and look good for your husband, too. The house better be clean, but don't you dare hire out for a cleaner because are you lazy? Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to do for your household? You okay. know? And it's just like, how are we supposed to keep that many plates spinning? And what did we do wrong in our culture that? We allow the world to tell us that, that that is all expected of us. Mm-hmm. And then when we can't do one of them perfectly, we feel bad. Yeah. Like that is so backwards. That is ridiculously backwards. I think all women, like all mothers probably struggle with feeling like a failure at at least one of those things sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, why is our value as women put into these ridiculously Unrealistic expectations. Like, you can, I just don't know anybody who does it all or who does it all well, you know? Yeah. You can try to spin them all as much as you want, keep those plates spinning, and one is going to be spinning slower or one's going to fall and break. And what if the one that breaks is your marriage? You know? What if it's that you didn't, you know, have enough time to invest in a relationship with your child? Yeah. What if it's that you didn't get to do what you decided your dream was but like I don't know it it just comes down to what your priorities are yeah. you know um, and you kind of have to pick and choose like which ones you're going to learn to be okay with failing at quote unquote failing and uh, yeah it's just really ridiculous and I struggle with it and I just I think if I struggle with it you know as it As a stay-at-home mom or whatever, you know, I know plenty of working moms probably feel the same. Um, It's just, we can't do it all. And why does the world tell us we're supposed to, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I really think that a woman should get as much time as they need. And now we'll go into things about, because when you go into maternity leave, it's paid. For the most part. And we'll get into all the statistics. Yeah, we'll get into all the statistics. But I really think that going into maternity leave, you need to have the mindset of, I'm going to take as much time as I need, even if I'm not going to go back to work. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you really need to look at yourself and look at your family and look at the situation differently than you've looked at anything else before. Like, what are your priorities? And yeah what do you need as for your body for healing and mental goodness, you know? And I think it's going to look different for everybody and everyone's situations are differently, different, obviously too. Like, can you go past the paid point of maternity leave? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like what we actually
0: are entitled. (laughs) Cool. So, um, the U S and we're talking specifically right now, like mostly about the United States because that's where we live. So I know some of you guys listen who don't live here. Your policies probably are better than ours. But I I am going to touch a little (laughs) bit on like different places um, and how it varies. But I'm focusing as like point of view as an American. So um, the U.S. is the only country that is classified as a high income country that does not have paid maternity leave. Which is a very interesting to me because we consider ourselves, you know, wealthy, a wealthy country, America, home of the free, blah, blah, blah. We're a big deal or whatever. But we're the only high income country that doesn't have paid maternity leave. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So okay. several states have created their own paid paternal leave programs and a new federal law provides government workers with 12 weeks of paid time off after having adopting or fostering children which is really cool um government workers that doesn't necessarily mean military but it means you know contractors fbi guys that kind of stuff so the military they're still working out the kinks from my understanding but I know they have things in the works. So anyways, the states that have created their own paid leave are California, New Jersey, Rhode Island, New York, District of Columbia, Washington, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Oregon. But there is federal law that requires employers with 50 or more employees to allow qualifying employees up to 12 weeks of unpaid paternal paternal leave that can be taken up to a year after the birth or adoption of a child. So that's the federal law. So that means any you know employer that has 50 or more employees has to allow 12 weeks, but it is unpaid. So that okay. is a bummer. <laughs> um, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, 89% of American workers had access to unpaid family leave, but many workers that qualify it couldn't afford to take it because it's unpaid. And studies suggest that almost half of workers who qualified for it don't take it say that they decline because the lack of money and two-thirds of workers who do take it say that they experience financial trouble as a result of taking that time that they needed and then of the 40 nations with mandatory paid leave the shortest amount of paid leave required is about two months so this is a little bit about other places now versus us yeah there is a few countries like Estonia that they provide their workers with more than a year and a half of paid leave after becoming new parents. Um, I, that statement alone blows my mind because I just think if Luke was home with me for a year and a half after every child, how much different I would be as a mother. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I would yell a lot. <laughs> um, the following right. countries provide more than a year of paid time off: Bulgaria, Hungary, Japan, Lithuania, Austria, Slovakia, Latvia, Norway, and Sol- Slovenia. I hope I did not butcher those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I, I think I said Latvia wrong, but the majority of mandatory paid leave in half of the 40 countries is maternity leave, but 34 of the countries also have paid leave specifically for fathers, which I is called paternal leave, I believe. Um, The length of paid paternal leave varies greatly, but still mandatory maternity leave of a year of all those countries. Mm -hmm. That's really crazy. There are more than 50 countries that provide six months or more of paid maternity leave. I'm sorry. There are more than 50 countries that provide six months or more of paid maternity leave. And I would just like to circle back to the fact that we provide 12 weeks of unpaid maternity leave so Mm -hmm. that's a little frustrating we're soaking all this in
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) in many countries
0: maternity leave is paid at the employee's regular salary while other countries only pay a portion of the regular salary which honestly makes sense how many companies can actually pay people who aren't there their full salary like that's a big ask right but yeah it says that majority of the 40 developed countries pay new moms at least half of their salary while on leave, which I'm sure helps supplement their income. I mean, I'm sure you have to change your lifestyle somewhat, but I hope you prepared for that period, baby. Um, some developed countries such as France and the UK began creating or expanding paid maternity leave as, back as, as far back as World War II to encourage women to stay in the workforce, which I think is really interesting because I think this is probably when paid maternity leave or maternity leave in general even became a thing because before I think the first world war, probably even women weren't in the workforce at all. And then when all the men left and women had to step into those roles, they realized we could be a value in the workforce and they wanted to keep us there. So they had to start, you know, paying people to be able to stay home when they have babies because they still wanted people, you know, more people to be created. Canada had a Canada has a paternal leave policy with both a job protection and a benefits component. So the paid paternal leave program, that's part of their country's employment insurance plan. It qualifies employees to qualify, excuse me. Employees must work a certain length of time and it can apply to one or both parents. So that's probably like you have to work there for a certain amount of years or whatever to qualify for that. But I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And in Canada also, a pregnant woman or a new mother can get paid maternity leave of up to 15 weeks. Then either parent can take 35 weeks of paid paternal leave after the birth or adoption of a child. And under that program, employees are paid 55% of their average, average weekly wage, up to a cap that is determined based on their income. And they also mandate that employees allow qualifying new mothers to take up to 63 weeks of unpaid leave without or with job protection. So, um, I think this is interesting because I was talking to this, talking about this with Luke a little bit, because I understand like not every company can afford to pay for a woman to take paid maternity leave for like a year and a half. I get that. Yeah. But I think this is really cool that they have, they have 15 weeks of paid and then you You or your husband, whoever, you know, depending on what your jobs are like, the flexibility of your jobs and things like that, you can choose who gets um, paid paternal leave for a little while. And then after that, that's like partial pay, like 55% roughly. And then you have up to 63 weeks of unpaid, but you have job protection, which means they kind of prepare for that and you probably discuss it with your employer ahead of time and they can fill your spot. During that time, because then the wages you normally get, they would hire a temp or something like that, but you still get to have your job when you come back, which I think is cool. But then they're not like totally out of luck because it's not like, they're like, cool, but we're paying you to not be here and we're paying someone to be here in your spot. And then you get to have it when you come back. Because <laughs> oh, that's yeah. not like that as a business owner, that seems a little extreme. <clears throat>
1: Um, well, and I'd go, no, please. I go I'd like to hear from people out of this country that has experienced this like is it as good as it is as, as it looks on paper? Like is it really working out or is this what they just write down and say, oh, "Hey, this is what we expect of companies." It, or is this actually being followed
0: through well, because it seems great. So from my understanding cuz I do I have some friends who like have lived in Germany and in Canada and things like that. Um, yeah. and Czechoslovakia, or it's not called that anymore. It's called the Czech Republic. Excuse me. <laughs> That's two countries. That's two different countries now. Um, from my understanding that theirs isn't paid by the employers. It's paid by the government because they're different. They're like, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause our governments are run different. That's why we don't have it here because our government is different Yeah, Um, There's pros and cons to all forms of governments, obviously. And that is one of them. So
1: um, now and versus.
0: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Versus here. Go. Well, I was just going to say versus here. If we were to try to do this, the government can't supplement that necessarily because we're already ridiculously indebted to China and wherever else. You know what I mean? We Mm -hmm. it would have to be like employers choosing to do that. And that means they would have to basically either put money aside or tax everybody who worked there for, to be able to do this from my understanding of like what I read. And you'd have to have a lot of generous people (laughs) to do that. So, and from my understanding, having more money doesn't make you more generous. So good luck with that one. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i've never met a billionaire who's like hey you you want all my money you know so anyways yeah
1: yeah well and i think we were i think we were going to touch on this i mean the military as far as what my my husband's experience with it is is that women do get paid maternity leave for six months and i don't know if that's Which is newer every unit.
0: now right or i i, I don't know because luke has worked yeah. with some pregnant people but Recently, I mean.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if it's every unit. I don't know what's going on. But um, as far as I know, you know, six months paid maternity leave. But it is one of those things that if you're asking the employer to do that and versus the government, which military is government. um, It's harder on the employer. It's like, okay, well, I want to pay you, but I'm not going to pay you for not working. So I think that's where we kind of have to draw some opinions you know of our own opinions it's like okay so what should be paid what shouldn't be paid I think as stay-at-home moms we we have from the beginning because we used to both work before having kids so we from the beginning have adjusted our lifestyle to stay home yeah And so I think that when you do go in to have a child, you kind of have to adjust that lifestyle to afford being home if that's what your desire is. You can't just say, well, my employer is going to pay me for six months to a year and, well, it's fine and I deserve it, you know, when you're not actually there. So um, I think that everyone should be granted maternity leave and then job security, but that paycheck there is gray for me.
0: Yeah, it's very circumstantial. I don't want to say that they shouldn't get paid. Do you know what I mean? Because I think well, and for how long? Yeah, is well, all. But here's the all thing, I'm saying. though: is like if I just think, I don't know, I don't know. Because
1: if we're talking, and this is something that we had talked about previously, yeah. um, while we were talking about this episode, yeah. was. These single moms that really can't adjust their lifestyle with a partner and adjust enough to stay home and they're forced to go back to work because they're single and like everything's just on their shoulders. Yeah. I want employers to like really back these women and be able to support them and everyone kind of be like, we are supporting so-and-so because she is a single mother and she needs that support.
0: Yeah.
1: Versus the couple that could adjust lifestyle and choose not to but expect to be paid and you know and so that's in my mind that's different and not fair to the single mothers that we could be supporting as a culture
0: yeah you know yeah so i i guess i'm just accustomed to like a lot of people who choose not to adjust their lifestyle as in like We both need to drive Range Rovers, and that's why I can't stay home. And it's like, if you say you want to stay home, but then you continue to work anyways because you lead a frivolous lifestyle, like you live above your means, I do not feel sorry for you, you know? Yeah. Because we are on a very good budget. Like, I'm a very good budgeter as well as Luke. And, you know, we just don't, we picked what our priorities are, and we, you know, I don't know, but also I feel uncomfortable to say like, hey, like you didn't, you chose to live a frivolous lifestyle, but that means you deserve like paid maternity leave less. Like, yeah, I suppose I see the argument. I don't disagree. The same thing with like welfare, you know what I mean? Where like, or like WIC, like my parents were on WIC when I was a kid, it really helped us. And I think programs like WIC are very important because- like if people don't use wake they get defunded and they truly do help mothers you know
1: um but yeah. i think
0: when we do take advantage of those things it gives it a bad name but i don't want those programs defundated defunded because they're important and they help people so yeah. it's just like if we lived in a perfect world and everyone was honest we could we could do that you know like cherry pick it but right there's no good way to do that by being like okay well let me see your bank statements and then i'll decide if you get to get paid or not yes yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> unfortunately that is not a word so yeah, yeah but I definitely just dis- I definitely agree with the fact that if as a culture we could like lift up the single mothers the widows like the things we're biblically told we're supposed to be doing like the orphans and things like that like what a- what a different place this world would be you know so, Yeah. and I have like a cousin one of my like favorite cousins she's a single mother to two babies she's in school full-time and she works to support those babies And Mm -hmm. that wasn't her goal. That's not what she wanted. It just her, she, her anyways, I'm not going to tell her life story, but my point is if, what if we could support her where she didn't have to work full time, go to school full time and then, you know, do the mom thing by herself. That's really hard and sad and I couldn't do it. So I just don't even know how she does it. So, um, Yeah. yeah. So I, I did pull up something about, um, military benefits This is specific to ARMY, so I don't know how it works, okay? But this one does say that it has to be taken in one increment. So, um... Oh, that's nice. (laughs) So, I wonder if it's a unit thing or whatever. Because I do... The girl that Luke worked with, she had twins, and she didn't just, like, come and go. She left and then came back. So... I wonder if it depends on like your job and if they're like, cool, you can't do it that way because that's not how this job works. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not familiar on it enough to speak on it, but I do think it is difficult to expect people to fill your shoes while you're gone. If you have a job that's like pretty heavy on you, you know, and that's why you have to do that preparing part at the beginning. And then you have to kind of, you know, Hey, do I want this job? Do I want to keep this job? I really enjoy it. Yes. Yes. Well, then, you know, be gone as long as you need to be gone, but then come back and be back probably, you know, unless there's always exceptions to that rule. Your kid's sick. You're some, you've had complications, X, Y, Z. That's why we can't speak like black and white here because there's always going to be gray, you know? So now let's get into the benefits, like the statistical benefits of a paid leave specifically. Okay. Yeah. So supporters of paid paternal leave say that there is an economic and health benefit to paid paternal leave. Families and children in particular benefit from these programs, which studies have shown. The benefits of paid parental leave, according to these statistics on relevant studies, are a reduction of infant mortality by up to 10%. Increased likelihood and duration of breastfeeding, which is beneficial to infant health, which I think is really awesome because if you have to go back to work in six weeks, 12 weeks, whatever, that means you're probably starting to build a freezer stash and you're pumping a lot and you're not able to like do exclusively breastfeeding as much at the beginning. And I just think like having baby to breast as much as possible in the beginning, you know, creates your strong foundation for your whole breastfeeding journey which is really important
1: yeah it is yeah and it is important it's like those moms that have that full six months or full three to six months of establishing that that breast milk they have more success pumping while they're at
0: work yeah yeah and i think that's a really cool you know thing yeah um Mental health benefits for mothers, including fewer symptoms of depression, both after childbirth and long term, which I think is very interesting because I know having spoken to a lot of people with postpartum depression, you know, even if you're with baby all the time, it doesn't necessarily get easier. But I I speculate if you're away from baby, is it harder, you know, because then you're not having all those good hormones released to you all the time by, you know, snuggling and smelling baby and stuff like that and nursing and all that. Right. So, um, and then lastly, and my favorite one is that fathers who took paternity leave are more involved with child rearing in the long run, which is really, really awesome because I think our fathers now, like this generation of fathers, like my husband, that generation, and and even my father, but my father's young. My parents are in like a weird in-between generation. But our husbands right now, so our children's fathers, are the most, you know, involved fathers ever. And what a wonderful thing, you know? What a different place the world might be with the fact that we have these strong father figures so involved in, you know, not just rearing and, you know, saying like, Hey, how was your day? Don't talk to me anymore. But like truly being involved, spending time with their kids you know loving on them and conversating with them and it's just it's a beautiful thing and it wasn't always that way so i think that is phenomenal yeah and then it says uh, lastly according to national partnership for women and families paid leave benefits families by making them more economically secure and better able to manage work and family responsibilities But families and children aren't the only ones to benefit from paid leave. The National Partnership reports employers, including small businesses, have also benefited in the states that have implemented, implemented paid leave programs. For example, paid leave was found to increase employee morale and reduce expensive turnover. And this is something that Luke feels really strongly about, especially after like working in a job. A lot of the time military is run like fear based Mm-hmm. So, like, they yell at you to get you to do stuff. But it has been shown time and time again that people look forward to coming to work when it's a better environment, you know? When people are treated yeah. like adults with brains who can handle responsibility. And am I saying that 18 year old, you know, recruits are that ready for that? No, maybe not. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, Luke, Luke's 32. When he comes into work, if he feels respected and trusted in his position, he's going to do a better job, you know? So he feels really strongly about this, like, boosted morale based off of just, like, companies showing their employees that they love them, basically, that they respect them in their role as mothers, and they want to give them that time to bond with their babies, you know, just be, like, cherished and celebrated for, you know, being a mother, and then, you know, being able to come back refreshed and recouped and you know just having a a little bit of a better footing on their motherhood before they're expected to now try to figure out how to juggle motherhood alongside of working because that's a whole thing in itself so yeah yeah so that is the statistics we had and I hope you guys found that really interesting because I did
1: (laughs) well yeah and I think you know you kind of just know what you know it's like I really thought that why would the Marine Corps be giving six months paid maternity leave if the rest of the world wasn't, you know, expected to do that? I think in my brain, I just kind of assumed that everyone kind of got around the same amount of time. And when we started looking that up, I was like, oh, everyone just gets 12 weeks and it's not paid. And man, we could do better, you know, because even though women in the military I mean from my husband's experience are taking advantage of the system and coming and going um there's women that wouldn't do that and need it you know and uh, yeah it is it's just sad that we as and I know we're going to get into this now it's just the what do our women deserve and what are they really given and in a perfect world
0: what would this look like you know i wanted to talk a little bit about like this thing that they do in hawaii that i think is really cool it's called a mother's blessing and so instead of doing like a tradition a traditional baby shower they all get together and they celebrate and encourage and uplift the mother before giving birth so they like make her meals, you know, like freezer meals and they like pray on her and they just like do everything they can to like uplift her and prepare her and encourage her for birth and it's really focused on like the mother. And I think that is so beautiful because I think the biggest issue we have here especially in America is the culture. The culture and what it's done to what motherhood is. You know, now motherhood is looked at as like a chore. And we have mm-hmm. this like wine mommy culture where it's like, you can't, my kids, I can't even handle my kids long enough to not drink my through my day. Or I need a drink mm-hmm. at the end of my day because my kids are too much. What about when like women were celebrated and uplifted and helped with by their community what if what about when we didn't have to do this alone you know and yeah. I just think if it was now how it once was where it wasn't everyone's isolated and struggling and crying and needing a glass of wine or whatever what about when like we all had this like community of mothers that we've raised our children together it was beautiful and it made sense and I believe that was like God's design for motherhood Yeah, and I think we're just missing some big big pieces to the puzzle and now we're also expected to do it all and it's just never going to happen it's never going to happen we're going we set ourselves up for failure by having these expectations put on mothers and it's sad and it's wrong you know
1: yeah I mean, how many times have you cried? <laughs> you know, I'm not just saying this to you, Rachel, but to our audience. It's like, how many times have you cried because you just felt like, wow, this is too much for me alone. Yeah, This is just too much, Yeah, you know, and guaranteed all of us have done that, Yeah, you know, and if you haven't, go ahead and write in. But I, you know, it's just one of those. It, yeah, we can't do it all. And the longer I've been a mom, I mean, granted, I've gone through some things with Angela and all that But I just, I've started to have, well, I want to say it was about a year or two ago, I started having panic attacks. Like when a doctor's appointment would come up, I'd just be like, I can't do this. And finally, my husband kind of looked at me and was like, "Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it because I know like that, that's something that I can do so that that takes it off your plate. But I didn't realize that you needed that off your plate. Because I have a hard time communicating, I can't do it all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I want to do it all. That's what I'm supposed to do because our culture tells us I'm supposed to do everything. And then yet over here, then my brain's like, nope, now you're shutting down. Now this – you're done. You're done.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, and then if my husband wasn't able to step in, then what? You know, no one else was going to step in. Yeah. So I yeah, I just – oh man, this really, this just really fires me up about our culture because, and there's, there's a lot of things, like a lot of issues that come up and now my brain is blanking, but there's a lot of different issues that come up that I'm like, well, when people say, well, our, our, we should have it this way, or we should have it this way. And I'm like, you know what? I agree, but we're no longer in, The culture, biblical times or whatever, it should be that way, but it's not. So what are we going to do about it? We made our
0: culture this way and how are we going to get it back? So, oh, okay. I have a good example. So what about the fact then in a lot of other cultures, they have – all the family lives together and I mean the family, the like let's – the grandparents and then the parents and then the kids, and then the kids get married, and they still live there, and their kids live there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was super normal and common. And honestly, if I think about that, I'm like, oh, heck no, that would make me crazy. But if it's all I'd ever known, would it? Because, for example, my great abuela, she lives with her daughter, and so my aunt. And so when we go visit my aunt, abuela she's like old dude she's old because she's my great abuela she like because she lives with my great aunt anyways that's a lot of information Mm -hmm. she's always making food okay and she's always cleaning and she's always helping you know and it's like what if my mom lived with me and just like did that stuff i mean my mom still works and my mom is like not the type of person to like clean and cook for me (laughs) but like what if though like what if it's because our cultures were made to be this way. Like we made our culture this way where it's like, well, why would you move in with your daughter when she has kids and cook and clean for her? That's weird. You're still working. Like, don't you want to have a nice life when you retire? And it's about you now. It's a really selfish, selfish culture. It used to be like a legacy thing. And now it's like a mean mm-hmm. thing. We're like, a, what do I want? What do I need? And then we're like, oh man, this is hard too hard but heaven forbid I ask for help because I'll look like a failure and it's like no what if your grandma lived with you and made an after-school snack for your kids and cleaned while you went to the grocery store and washed your kids while you showered you know I'm not saying you need to make your grandma move in with you to be your slave okay but I'm just giving an example of what we lost we lost the community culture like we just don't have that here and some Some other cultures that come to America have still kept that because I, like, obviously, like, my family still does that a little. But not me. We're military. My dad's military. We always moved. We've never been near family. We've never had that. And the idea of it stresses me out. I think it's like that's too much family, too much involvement. But maybe it would just change all of our lives, you know? Yeah. So...
1: When mm-hmm. I remember working at the wellness center in Vegas, when I first started having kids and this was the first time I had heard it, it was like really trending then like eight years ago, it was the, the whole tribe mentality. Like that's when the verbiage find your tribe, you know, came out. Yeah. And um, I really actually found that valuable. If you could find your tribe, like wherever you're at, and you had a group of moms that really resonated or really, their lifestyle matched yours and you needed help with the kids and they would be there even if you didn't have family around and they were called your tribe, you know? And I think that idea is great. I think it is harder for us as military because we're constantly moving. It's not like we know the same people all the time, you know? But I I do think that our, our culture is realizing what's happening and trying to fix it i mean we can't but (laughs) they're try. we're trying you know and i think that that the whole tribe wording was kind of neat because
0: it is what we're
1: searching for yeah so and
0: so it's hard because i think like the military community is the closest thing i've ever found to a tribe but yeah they leave they always do and It makes you have to be vulnerable in a way that a lot of people like quote unquote normal people, I mean non-military people never have to experience because you never have to experience like going to your friend's house when her husband's deployed and her house being disgusting and her crying on the floor because it's too hard and you're there and you don't care. You pick up the pieces, you hug her, you wash her dishes, you let her take a shower and you wash the kids, you put the kids to bed and you... Make her, you know, a cup of coffee or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not something the average person experiences, I think. Yeah. And I think it, because of our lack of community, we have to get vulnerable and f- like make that community because we can't do it all alone and you have to be real with people and ask for help. Um, so it is the closest thing I've ever found. But I just know like my heart has like a yearning and I'm sure many other people's do too of just, like, this empty hole where my community is supposed to be, you know? Right. My mothers I'm supposed to be able to call on when I don't know what I'm doing and when I need help and I need to take a shower and when they need help and this and that. And when it's, like, a bartering thing and a helpful thing and a loving, like, servant's heart thing. And I, I know I have a, a spot in my heart, like, yearning for that. And I know, like, God always kind of tells me, like, he's here for me. And he'll supply me with what I need. But he knows my the needs and wants of my heart. And he knows the needs and wants of your heart, too. So, yeah. just saying.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But it, it stinks because then, like, uh, like Alexa, Alexa would be a wonderful part of my tribe, but we'll never live near each other, you know? Yeah. So, it's, like, it's all fine and dandy to have, like, these bosom friends that you love. And, like, at least you can call them so that's something. So, it's not like you don't have anyone. But... It's definitely um, still not exactly how I believe God intended motherhood to be. So,
1: yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is supposed to be encouraging. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been really nice. Um, it has been really nice. One of my friends from so when I met my husband here at Camp Pendleton, he introduced me to all his friends and their wives, right? Yeah. So, um one friend that actually stuck she's actually they got stationed back here around the same time that we got stationed Which back here. Awesome. So, yeah. So great. So it's just one of those things that she's like, "Well, let me know what you need." I mean, I know she lives on base, I live off base, but she's like, "Let me know what you need. I'll watch the kids so you can go to your appointment." And that's the first time that I've had that because I kind of just rely on, okay, I need to inconvenience somebody or okay, I need to I need to find a babysitter. And it has been so nice to know, okay, well Kelly will do it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Kelly will help me out if I really, really need someone's help. And it does make a difference even to have that one person. Yeah.
0: It definitely You know, just
1: mentally. Yeah. So But I think what we
0: really need to do is just, like, start a commune of like-minded families, and we'll all have our own little houses on the far corners of the land where you won't (laughs) just, like, go to your house. You won't just, like, show up, okay? But, like, we have the community garden in the middle, and we share responsibilities, and... We take turns doing the homeschooling of the kids and stuff like that. I just think that would be amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, you really, yeah, we can't do it all. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's so funny because one of Layle's aunts suggested that we start a commune on our property land, in, yeah. in Montana. And we just kind of laughed her out because it's just like, no, we don't want to live <laughs> close to
0: no, I know. <laughs> we
1: want to live alone, but you can't have both. You can't, you know.
0: Exactly. And I honestly, you can't, think, yeah. like the more that I figure out like what's our goal, it's to have our kids grow up near family with community. And and even if it's family yeah. we choose, that's what we want. We want people who just show up. And I might regret saying that, okay? But even like since we've moved back to here, moved back to North Carolina, I've had people be like, hey, we're nearby. Can we grab ice cream and come by for dessert? And it's like, yeah, you know, that's really cool. Or I've even had a friend be like, hey, I know you literally just moved in, but I'm in a pickle, blah, blah, blah. And being able to serve my friends, it's nice. Yeah. You know, I'm not usually someone who like likes to go out of my way to do stuff for people, but I'm working on it my servant's heart. And I feel like what a better thing to do with my time than serve my friends, you know? Yeah. I just think, and I think it's nice. Yeah, go for it. No,
1: go ahead. I think it's nice too. And I think just stretching ourselves is going to change the world. You know, like stretching ourselves and getting out of our comfort zone because no one's going to do it first. You yeah. know, like we're going to be the ones that have to do it first. And I have to be honest, I am going to enjoy living in Montana near Lael's family because yeah. Lale's family is a lot closer and a lot more willing to help.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And that's something that bothered me at first because I'm like, stay out of my yeah. bubble.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but the longer I've had kids, the more I'm like, wow, that's going to be so nice. I mean, I know that, you know, there's pros and cons to both lifestyles of like space and not space. But and I know there's going to be things that I'm going to have to deal with, but I know I'll never feel like I'll never feel alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's nice. Beautiful. And beautiful. Sorry. Yeah. But just stretching myself to, like, be that person because, like, I want to stick to myself and I don't want to offer help and I don't, you know, but
0: I need to. It's a give I need take. to offer help. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what I've been working on because I'm always like, well, I want this kind of friend. I want this kind of community. But then I'm not willing to be that. And so right. my thing right now is be the friend that you want to have. Because... Yeah. Maybe that's where I'm supposed to find my joy. Maybe I'm not supposed to wait for someone to come fill my cup. Maybe I'm supposed to fill others, and that will fill my cup, you know? So Exactly. Yeah, we can definitely change the world just one thing at a time, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, and the one thing I wanted to end this on was some encouragement that my mother-in-law gives me. Because on the days when I find my job really hard, which... My job right now is a stay at home mom, but even if you're just a new mom, you're on, on maternity leave and you're like, dude, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I want to stay home with my kids, but I feel like work's my priority because I work so hard to go to school and do this or whatever. But like, you're feeling called to stay home um, because I know that's a struggle I sh- juggle often is like, I feel like I could be, you know, making my family more money if I used what I went to school for or this or that. and. And my mother-in-law encouraged me by saying, like, you are doing the hardest job in the world and you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And she basically said, in this season, maybe you're not supposed to work. Maybe you're supposed to be on with your kids if that's what you feel called to do. And, like, you're going to be blessed for it. And it is the hardest job in the world. And so I just kind of wanted to encourage all of you moms, whether you choose to stay home, whether you go back to work because you need to support your family, you are doing the hardest job in the world just being a mom just waking up every day and being a mom we all juggle different but similar things you know and i think the more we learn to support and build each other up even if our choices are look a little different um that's what's really going to make a difference in you know just building a community of mothers throughout the world so yeah perfect yeah Well, I hope you guys enjoyed all this. If there's stuff we didn't touch on that you'd like us to touch on or something you want us to expand on a little bit more, you can always email us and let us know. Um, Otherwise, we'll be on Instagram and we'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaborations. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.